Western and Southern Financial Group. Put our financial strength behind you. It's easy to get started. Visit westernsouthern.com. Now batting, number one in our hearts. At least he'd like to think so. It's the Jim Day Podcast. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Jim Day Podcast. And man, this dude sitting across from me, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to talk about characters in the history of Reds baseball, not only one of the top performers ever, but one of the great characters, Randy Myers. It is so good to see you. How are you doing? Well, Mr. Day, you know, all that good talk, that $20 bill went a long ways, and thank you very much for the intro. No, it very much deserved. What uh, fans would love to know, what, what are you up to now? Uh, about the same as I have been for a long time. I mean, I'm living out in Washington. I've yeah. been uh, doing some water tenders, a little bit for fire lines and things. Yeah. Uh, I have people I know go out and then kind of keep an eye on their ranches and stuff while yeah. they're running their equipment. and doing some conservation projects and charity stuff and you know was where i'm at really don't get cell service and right. i got an email that said you know uh um can you come to this and then they said they're gonna be a softball game and marty's going i go first of all ask marty if he wants me oh come on and they said me? this the email was from three weeks ago i go i just got it i just come back and sell so you're out of cell service for that long? Yeah, well, yeah, because we're, uh, See, this does not different... surprise me about the legend of Randy Myers. No, I mean, it's out in the Northwest. I mean, it's like, <laughs> honestly, I don't see my computer. Unless someone says something's on there. It might yeah. be a week, but, uh, you know, it's like people are saying good or bad. Like, I carry my cell phone, and I always have it on the ring. They go, well, how many people call you? I go, maybe three. <laughs> I said, but if it's ringing, it's important. Most yeah. people, you know, some people, they're calling for getting groceries and stuff. <laughs> How you been doing? I've been great, man. They're Just winning. Living the dream. They're winning. The Reds are winning. Yeah, yeah living the dream. This, I can't believe they still put this ugly mug on TV and they pay me to do it. It's uh, well, when you're at the t- you, you say ugly when you're like a ten and a half and you get down to ten and a quarter. You know, <laughs> it's still on. in the top. <laughs> uh, how nice is it? I know you guys had a a uh, get together last night. Even though you live out in the wilderness now, uh, how nice is it to see all some some old faces and some old friends, old teammates. You know, it's one of the things that's, you know, you, you, when you see each other, you're part of a team, yeah. someone that's championship, whether, yeah. you know, Little League or high school. I mean, how, how about Hamilton? Huh? Yeah. You know, and the, the Little League. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's Hamilton. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah. Is, uh, but when you win something, you have a bond there that you're the only one that year. Yeah. Or maybe that century or decade, depending on what it is. Right. That have won. That the goal of most people starting is that. Yeah. And so you have a lifetime bond that people have never done that. Now, if you have a group together and you don't win, but it's further than anyone else has ever done, that's still a bond. Oh yeah. It's no still doubt. winning per se. So yeah. it's night- it pretty good. I was told I have to get Larkin's team loaded and Johnny's team can't drink till after tonight's game. Johnny's <laughs> taking this serious. He takes everything serious. Oh. No, that's beautiful. The 1990 team around here, uh, you guys are so revered, not only because you went wire to wire and you won a world championship, obviously, but it's the characters that were on that team. And it's the the fun that you guys had and the closeness. I, I had Barry Larkin and Jose Rijo on this podcast. and they were <laughs> My ta- condolences. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they were talking together. And the, it was so genuine. They were talking about the love you guys had for each other. And it was 25 guys, and, and they said, yeah, we weren't the most talented team, which 
you guys are very, very talented. But it was one goal, one mission. Do you, do you feel that way, that it was a cohesive group, that that's what led you guys to the championship? Well, I think we were a bunch of groups within a group that yeah. came together. I mean, we were uh, – I was new. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, you know, why did – like I was talking earlier, they said, you know, Norman Dibbs, why did you pitch last? We'll let the new kid make him go last, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then, like, Marty, I, I was doing an interview, and they were saying, you know, Marty ever get on you? I go, yeah, but it's no biggie. They go, oh, let the new kid get him. He doesn't know Marty. <laughs> but uh, you are groups within groups, but – if you actually look at it, 90, there was no career years. Right. Yeah. Normally, team that wins, oh, career year, career year. We were all just playing. I mean, Lark, like Mr. Lark and, you know, Hall of Fame or Reds Hall of Fame or, you know, but, but it's like I actually asked him last year, I go, or two years ago, I go, Lark, you're in the Hall, right? Because I, I knew he is, but I don't see him as that. Yeah. You know, like ED, Eric should be in there too. I mean, if yeah. you look at but it's, uh, y you just look at it as a team. And, you know, and like he was talking about, we were talking uh, the other day, and it was like, you know, you have if confidence both ways. If you know the pitching is going to help you, you don't have to score as much, so you're looser. If you know the guys are going to score runs, you know, you're, you're better. I mean, one of the biggest things where I've talked to people about analytics, and I say, well, analytics is what you look at. Tell me how many look right teams over 500 and under 500, but if you have a one-run lead in the fifth inning and you make it a two-run lead, how many games do you win? Yeah. Well, for us, we went from two to four and five in a hurry. We didn't get a lot of save opportunities because the guys knew all of a sudden everyone had to play in. Right. And it was just so it steamrolled. So the hitters are better and the t things. But everyone, if you ask anyone, I'm sure if you had asked Hosier, and maybe you did, and, and Lark, did you give some of yourself for the team? Well, absolutely. But we all dedicate ourselves to the team. Yeah. So when people said, oh, you, people are doing this and people are doing that, no one ever took away from game day first. Right. Yeah, no, that's great. That I know of. Yeah, <laughs> that you know of. Now, you, the stories that surround you and the Nasty Boys are legendary, and, and particularly you. Uh, I mean, you're bringing grenades into the clubhouse. Hypothetically. <laughs> now, let, let's this many years later. Were they live grenades? <laughs> I was – some people like to do things for media and say things, and I will never disclose – all right, well, let the legend live. That's good. I love that answer. I love that answer. But they never – your teammates said, we never knew what to expect from Randy, and we're not sure if he's all there. And they meant it in a good way, in a well, complimentary that's what mom way. and dad said. <laughs> uh, no, the thing about it is, is I came from the Mets. Yeah. And a lot of people, okay, what is he? Well, you know, but we had a great team there. I mean, we won the World Series in 86. And we could have – if you would have had wild card, I mean, we would have been there, you know, five years in a row. Right. But even in New York, people just treat you like normal. I mean, you, you had different groups of people, but you're just, you go out and it's, people right. didn't bother you or nothing. So I come over here and it's like, I'm just, just Randy. And, but I knew, I mean, I'm replacing, in a sense, Johnny Franco. Yeah. Right? Hall of Famer. Right. I mean, and Johnny went home. And it was, you know, some people say, well, it wasn't a money grant. My, you know, yeah. Johnny was making more. But I mean, if I'm the Mets, I can pick Johnny up or I got Randy. I pick Johnny any day of the week. So, and Kip Gross, who I was trading with, actually said Kip Gross was Johnny and I was a throw-in. That's what Kip says. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you're taking in. So I'm coming over here and with the lockout and really didn't, you know, you know play against these guys. And you got to remember in 89, we had the brawl with the Reds. Right. When Juan tried to kick. And I had Norm huddled 
locked up and Norm or Juan kicked and, and I threw my arm up and he cut me and I let Norm loose. I go, kick is that his rear end derriere. <laughs> but I said, because you know, you're kicking and we got Juan traded yeah. when we traded Jess or Roger to um, Philly. But it was like, yeah, you don't play that game. And so I'm over and we just had the brawl because uh, uh, Dibs slipped. That's when he uh, tried to throw that, uh, that little spitter and actually hit tough. Yeah. Uh, in 89. So, you know, it was that, accidental. It was. I think he slipped. <laughs> but uh, that was actually back in the days when there was brawls. So that was a pretty good one. There, there were good brawls <laughs> back then. Yeah. But uh, it was just uh, so I'm over and it's, you know, locked down. It was like, what's your role? I don't know. They got dibs in Norm and me. And Norm and Dibsville said, hey, look, we're going to, you know, we might be closing. We don't, we're going to set you up. And they both said, we'll take care of all the crap. We, can't have you do it because we lose you and that splits us up right uh so uh it was just okay and then lou coming in as a new manager which kind of helped because you know he can say well randy's uh you know closing in fact i think we're the only team ever the first year manager and a closer with over 30 saves won the world series really? first year wow. yeah so them are things that as a bullpen you know and starting on spring training and Deb and Norm were thrown, and I was like, I'm looking at them, I go, <laughs> can I be a long man? <laughs> them guys are dealing. And yeah. plus, they were all together. I mean, room right. together and everything. So it was yeah. like, uh, and then it was just, you know, the first game of the year. I tell people, you know, we're in Houston, and we're up one to nothing in the fifth, and I think, I think it was Browning was on. Uh, guy on first, they bun him to second with a one nothing game gets to third on a fly ball and out. And then Norm comes in, I think, struck five out, dibs three and me one, and then they jump my for only, excuse me, jump my rear end for <laughs> uh, killing the strikeout to inning ratio. <laughs> <laughs> First of the year. Because that was when we started on the road. Yeah, you started on the road. back here. Yeah. So it was just like, and that's when, you know, they said because uh, Davis got hit three times. Right. And it was like, well, they're going to start doing it. You know, they want to, you know, beanball warn, you know, Norm, you know. <laughs> Well, look, 99, 98, 97, they want to go. It's time to go. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. You, I, there's, a, there's a great story out there. This is one of my favorite. Probably a story. Probably a story. No, I think this was true because this has been verified by several people about you had a taser or a stun gun and you, Lupinella came around the corner and you, you used it on Lou and knocked him on his butt. Did you not? I was... It was uh, only a 220,000-volt stun gun, and it wasn't a taser that shoots it. And so what happens is, yeah. is you can hit that, and you would hit them on the legs, and you could yeah. drop people. So I'm doing it with me and the Bat Boys, and they would set up other Bat Boys. but Because yeah. I can, for me, just putting on legs not a big deal. I mean, yeah. it just doesn't affect me. Comes over, oh, that doesn't hurt anyone. I go, no. Nah. He goes, well, go ahead. So I hit him on the leg and held for like two seconds. Well, he buckled and dropped, and he couldn't get up because his, his hamstring had spasm. Well, the rest of that story was... So it was just like second inning, and he was sitting where he sits on the bench. Yeah. Well, I'm, you know, watching TV, and the guys come in laughing. Well, there was a bad play, and Lou got up to argue. But what happened when he got up? Because he hadn't moved into it, and he's his hamstring locked up. He <laughs> fell. Got back up, and he goes, never mind. Uh, he said, never yeah. mind. Yeah, I didn't go out to argue. Because he was sitting there, he didn't move, and then when he did, his hammy locked back up. So. Well, they said he was questioning whether that thing was real or not. Yeah, he, he said, oh, that, well, because I'm doing it on me, and you could hear it sparking. Yeah. He goes, no, he goes, well, here, he goes, give to me. So I let him up. I mean, let him up a little bit. <laughs> It was it was all in fun. Though. I know, but you might be the only one. There were people that were scared to death of him. 
Who? Lou. No one was scared of him. Come on. No, now a lot of stuff happened after my watch. It happened on 92 and on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, there's, you have to have a little bit of control try to, you know, know when to rein certain But you people. still, you stun gunned the manager. Yeah, but he was, <laughs> well, he was, well, he, you know, he's thinking it doesn't bother you. No problem. I can I honestly I can totally say see something. him saying, saying when that. guys were talking around my locker because I had the first locker where they came out and on the left side and yeah. out of his monitor office and then you'd make a right to go down to the field. Yeah. And after that, anyone that was talking and they say, "Hey Lou, what do you think?" He goes, "He goes, I don't even want to know." <laughs> Kept walking. <laughs> we could be we could be passing out candy bars. And I don't want to yeah. know. <laughs> he just yeah he he and I've interviewed him. He said he just kind of let you guys be you and he. What he the less he knew about it, the better. All he cared about was you guys being ready to pitch, and that had to be great to to be a player under Lou. Well, that's the thing about it is is what do you want? Okay, what am I going to have these guys do that is going to make them be more prepared to pitch? Hmm. Let me think. Yeah. You didn't have to worry about it. I mean, think right. about this. Okay, Barry, we need you to get a little better. Eric, you know, you know, get yeah. that extra ten minutes. The guys knew what they needed. Yeah. But you start on the field. So that's where I talk with people about training. Okay, you want to be a pitcher. Start on the mound and backtrack from there of where you need, not start out here and try to get to the mound. Right. Yeah. No, absolutely. The the nasty boys who came up with the nasty boys, by the way? Where'd that come from? Well, that was uh what Norm says, and I thought it was earlier, but that's where he said with that hitting. Yeah. You know, you guys want to get in beanball wars, them are nasty. Them are nasty speeds. Yeah. And so then it became that. So I think that's what really hit the... Uh, and it took on a life of its own. I mean, you guys were a caricature amongst yourselves. I mean, it was the 1990 teams, and it was the Nasty Boys. Or some people even... Heck, they did a documentary called it the Nasty Boys about the 1990 team. So it was bigger than life at that moment. Well, it was, to this day, arguably the best bullpen ever assembled. Yeah. There's people that are trying, but if you actually look at the stats. Now, remember, Norm started the second half. Yeah. So if you take them out, we averaged, I think, 13 strikeouts by all three. And then if you yeah. have to look at where's everyone after that, five years after, who closed, who did everything. I mean, we were just a dominant team. And the thing is, what yeah. people don't look at is that, I mean, it comes in, I think it was Norman Dibbs more than me. I mean, you can find closers. You know, you can yeah. find someone to finish a game. Right. Uh, I did a little different. I mean, I would just sit and paint the outside corner, you know, the hardest, yeah. I think, to hit. But with Norman Dibbs coming in, tell me another seventh and eighth inning matchup. Oh, I mean, yeah. where do you find it? And lefty-righty. It's just, Yeah, I mean, yeah. even – and Norm could go too. I mean, Norm yeah. Charlton, and people don't say, go watch tape. He would tell the hitter and the catcher what's coming. Fork and fastball, go get them. And, and, you know, young people, oh, he's tricking you. No, he's telling you. Try yeah. to hit it. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, I mean, you know, 98-mile-an-hour <laughs> fork ball. Okay. Oh, nasty. Just, I mean, yeah. I mean, we used to be in the pen, and our backup catcher, I mean, we had Reedy, but then we had Jose uh, Q. Yeah. And so Q took, and uh, Keonas, but I'll call him Q, Jose, but them guys would throw. Norman Dibbs would start dropping that crap on him, and it was just to beat him up. And he's down there coneyoing the whole world. <laughs> You guys still, I mean, you get together for whatever, signings, or they, they still get you together. You, Norm, and, and Dibs, is it like you just pick up where you left off? Well, we didn't. See, I, I was talking earlier uh, over, they had a radio interview over at uh, mm -hmm. um, Holy Grail. Yeah. We, after 92, the first time, or 90, 
92, I think 93, the first time we were together was 2015. Really? Because everyone was on different teams. Yeah. Wow. So the first time you guys got together got was Got back together was 15. And that's so, unbelievable. And that's where, like, when we do these signings, we've, uh, a, a lot of it, most of it goes to charity. We've done over, I think, 160,000 yeah. to charity. Wow. Different programs. All of them all go to charity? I did uh, not know No, that. not all of it, yeah. but about 160,000. That is great. I mean, almost all of it does. Oh, that's great. But, that, uh, that's good stuff. So that was the first time. People don't realize, well, you got together. No, we're talking over 20 years. Yeah. Of Because in 92, when I was in San Diego, when you guys came out there, you know, Div and Norm were still right. together, but 93, it was. Yeah. And so it was, we're all yeah. different areas. So you'd see each other. I think it's more also when you're playing is, you know, later on, I, I uh, then it's different. I mean, we were talking about the 99 team last night. Yeah. I said Lark was in trouble because it's like you pop a cork when the team can't do it, like Miami. Yeah. You know, but I said we never did that. I go, Lark is trying to get another – you know, World Series, and right. that's when people think, well, do you want another team to get it? Yeah, you don't want to be the only one. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's like the people, hey, I'm the best. Well, yeah, you were at the time, but let people, yeah. you know, beat you. Yeah. I mean, it's – I mean, I think it would be – maybe some people don't want the Reds to win another World Series. I think it would be a great thing for Are the city. Are you kidding me? There's a ton of people. It would be fantastic. <laughs> some of the, the people city. in Vegas might not agree with you. Well, <laughs> heck with those people in Vegas. Screw those people. I don't really care about me. No. <laughs> uh, you're on the mound for the last out. When you look back at that high, just being, having that distinction of being the closer, and then you close down a World Series, man. What was it like? Um, it was just trying to get the guys out. I mean, if you yeah. actually look at after the last out, guys are coming and jumping, and I'm going and shaking everyone's hand, and the last hand I, I shake was our center field, Winnie. Yeah. And he, because uh, remember, we lost Hatch and ED. Yeah. Um, and I, everyone was what I go for me, it's, you know, as a closer, you're looking at a peak, just like an edge of a, of a piece of paper and it's right. two sided physically and mental. You can't go over one way or another. So yeah. when I got the last out to me, it was just another last out. Right. Uh, now, you, you know, half hour later, okay. You unwind in your process, but it doesn't change. It's not like if I'm on the bench and let's say someone gets a home run, let's say like when, when Joe Oliver got the base hit and right. we win, I'm on the bench hoping he does it. Yeah. When you're the person doing it, it's like, in our case, you're expected to do it. Yeah. You know, it's one of them things is looking back, if I'd have choked the chicken, is how do we, I mean, we lose E.D. and Hatch. Yeah. There I was mean, a we could have still done it. We could have still yeah, done but there it. There was a sense of urgency losing Hatch and losing E.D., even though you guys were up three games to none. Uh, but I think it's more with the fans. Because who are the two people that uh, took in, you know, helped manufacture the runs? The two guys that replaced Ed and Hatch. Yeah, that's a good you point. You know, if Braggsy doesn't take out the double play. Yeah. You know, and uh, and then we get the sack fly. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're playing. And would it have killed us? No. I mean, honestly, if you talk to the guys, do you think the Pirates were more of a threat, or do you think Oakland? And I and most people that I talked to on the team firmly believe whoever beat uh, between us and Pittsburgh were yeah. beating Oakland because did their power, yeah, was their leadoff hitter, you know, Ricky and stuff like that, but we manufactured runs. Yeah. No, the Pirates were a great team. I think I mean, Pirates were they could have used a little more help in the setup role. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and also our setup role was we played five and gone. Right. 
I mean, you know, sometimes, you know, in a close game, all, you know, some of our starting pitchers, for some reason, wind blown out in Wrigley, it was weird. Dibs, Norman Isle had sore arms. <laughs> Burgess was a closer. Go get him, Bird. Liana, go get him. I love that. They get five minutes in a leave. Our starters were bailing. They had, they had parachutes that worked parasailing. Oh, I, out of I truly love that. It's beautiful. Yeah, wind blowing out in Wrigley. It's just not, not good whatsoever. <laughs> Randall Kirk Myers. What a different cat. Man, was he good. And like he said, he was looking to paint the outside corner. And he was so good. I mean, against right-handers, he would just, oh, my gosh. Usually the breaking ball, you know, into a right-hander can be trouble. as He's a left-handed pitcher. But he would paint that outside corner against lefties and righties. Didn't matter, but just beautiful. And we'll get back to the conversation that I had with the Reds' closer from the 1990 World Series championship season after this message from Western and Southern Financial Group. Life can throw a lot at us, but through all the ups and downs, your financial future will be ever gentle on your mind with Western and Southern. From life insurance to investments, our one-on-one -on -one guidance is customized for your needs today and in the future. Western and Southern, life insurance, retirement, and investments. Visit westernsouthern.com slash rest assured to get started today. Ever smiling, ever gentle on my mind. Products issued by member companies of Western and Southern Financial Group, Cincinnati, Ohio. But it was it was so fun to watch that season. And uh -huh. you, you know, if the starter, if you guys got into the sixth or seventh inning with the lead, it's done. I mean, most times it, it's done. It's it's. It's just lock it down. It's Norm, it's Dibs, it's you, or whatever order they, they decided to go in that day. And the guys knew it, so they yeah. were adding runs manufacturing. I mean, how many times, if you actually look back, how many times, you know, guy on third base, first and, or, you know, first and third with no outs, they were yeah. playing it at home. Right. Got to stop the run, you know. Now yeah. it's a three-run lead, and right. all of a sudden a base hit goes through. Yeah. You know, you manufacture. Adding runs allows the starting pitcher – or the pitcher not to have to pitch every pitch perfect. Right. Yeah. And a lot of hitters, you know, we go, you can go even today, I say, add, manufacture a run. I said, think about this. And, and the analytics, people say analytics. I said, well, there's always analytics. What do you look at? I go, every analytic person, I said, PPO factor. PPO. Are you looking at What's that? Piss the pitcher off. <laughs> oh, think about it. Guy drops a bun on dibs and a safe. <laughs> Next guy drops a bun on dibs and safe. You can look analytics all you want. That next guy, Dib might slip. Desenzo? Huh? Dib might slip. <laughs> Gotta remember, I think that was that was OA after or AR after Randy, I think, was a Desenzo one. Yeah. Or it might have still been around there. But I'm just saying is when you manufacture a run, you aren't calculating that in that pitcher. Yeah. Oh, you're getting an earned run because they got a shift on. Right. I mean, think about think about this. When I was a ninety two played with Tony Gwynn. Okay, we're gonna put a shift on Tony Gwynn. Yeah. Now, he was the 5-5 five, five hole between, you know, third and – think about this. Here's the announcer. And today we're looking at maybe Tony might get his 460th hit of the game, and we just started October. Uh, <laughs> they're still playing that heavy shift. Oh, gee. I mean, think about our team. Hey, Lark, we're going to put a shift on you. Okay, I'll yeah. just bunt it over there. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll hit it over to the right. Yeah, Thanks no for the hit. Yeah. Think about RBIs. I mean, that's one thing about, you know, I look today and say – our guys, they give you a base. You would take it. 
okay, I'm telling the hitter behind me, hit a double, I'm scoring. Yeah. People don't look at that way. That's how I look at it. Right. I look at, we're going to get another run, so you as a pitcher, deal. Don't worry about every pitch. And then all of a sudden, it blows open. You know, Lou Pinelli used to say, he said, I'll take a 280 hitter on a championship team over a 300 hitter uh, going home on October 1. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, I mean, a 300 hitter, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of people out there, you know. That Mendoza line, I think the name has changed to protect the innocent. Uh, you're right. The thing about it is, is you're a world-renowned broadcaster. And Wait, did you just say I'm a world-renowned? world-renowned. People what on these that? podcasts Hold listen. Hold on, let me give you this 20 back. <laughs> no, <laughs> because no that, but I mean. No, no I am not world-renowned no, no, people, in anything. No, people now with uh, our fans, you know, the military. And yeah, fans no, there's and, no doubt And people it. travel in different countries. And, yeah. and the thing about it is, is, but you're still a fan. Oh, yeah. You talk about it as a fan. Yeah, and so me is, you know, we really didn't have any teams. And later on, we had the Mariners, but they're three hours north. Yeah. You know, uh, and it was just, you know, baseball was a job. And I think a lot of people now, I mean, we had guys in different teams get called up. I mean, the big leagues. Well, how long do you want to stay here? You know, it's right. like, think about, and, and closing is a whole different ballgame. It's the only position in the game where they're grooming potential replacement and he's getting enough work to where they can choose. Yeah. A setup guy a lot of times goes to closer. Well, a yeah. setup guy is pitching equal, if not as many innings and stuff. Right. Think about your backup first baseman, your backup shortstop, or your backup wherever. I mean, think about the guy, Cal Ripken, when I played in Baltimore. His backup, he had 10 years in the big league. Go get him, Cal. I mean, you're going to get a day off. Yeah. He's a 10 year vet. Didn't get off the bench. Yeah. But I mean, that was so. They're grooming that instead of adding. Yeah. That was the thing is to adding. It's like in 91 at the end of the year, because 90 we won. Um, 91, we lost our starters. I went to starting, second half, you know, trying yeah. to – because I was just sitting down there, you know, we're doing nothing. Right. Um, and I said in the offseason, I said, sign Norm for $10 million for three years – or four years. Sign Dibbs $10 million for th- uh, four and sign me for 12. So that's – we're losing, you know, so I think it was seven half out of the pen. And I go – well, we need other guys. We don't care who you bring in, but lock us in. Well, they didn't, and that's fine. Later on, you know, we should have. But that yeah. what it after that was Hart, Cleveland. He yeah. locked all them guys into four or five year contracts. Oh, yeah. I got four or five of them guys. Other people want to play there because they know you got a good nucleus. Yeah. You know, people talk about the Marlins, and you know, the Marlins, they played for a championship than this man. Well, they got two World Series. Right. Yeah. No but to build, you got to build, and it's you know, like I've talked to minor league guys. You know, you can be a 240 all you want player in the minors. If you're hitting 300, you know, and early in the year, you know, every 25 at bats, if you get a bunt for a base hit, that's 40 points on your average at 100. Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't take a lot to swing that. And the other thing is, you're picking a ball later. I mean, I was talking to, I'm not going to mention what one of the players, but uh, you guys would know if I mentioned his name, but he was saying that think about this if a pitcher hit in front of the, if he pitched in front of the mound one foot, would you say he's cheating as a hitter? Well, yeah. Then why are you hitting a ball at the front of the plate when you can hit it behind the plate and you've just changed going yeah. to opposite field right. with more – it's slowed down in the reaction. You don't have to get out in front. Yeah. You know, little things like that. But you, you look at our team. You look at a lot of good hitters. If you put – everyone hit it where? I mean, how many guys right now, a uh, guy on third or second, they move him to third with the hit to right field? 
doesn't happen much. Not much. No, and I've never seen anyone as good as, as Barry Larkin did that. He gave himself up uh, so many times. I mean, he could have hit for a much higher average. Well, Larkin did that, and then who goes after that? Next one, Hatchet's over there. Hatchet's And then who, there. I mean, yeah. it's over there. Yeah. It's like, what do they start a, like, and then they do yeah. a shift. No, there's then, no doubt you guys are all about team. That's why you won it. Um, and you had good leadership from Lou. I mean, do you, do you have favorite Lou stories? Do you have ones that? I mean, you know, a lot of people bring up the stun gun one because he's out there, you know, and Norm says he flopped like a fish in the dugout. But, uh, uh, I mean, I think the – I still can't believe you stun gun the manager. But no, anyways. no, no, no. He wanted it. I know. He did. Which is, you know, you guys have – I choose to agree to his what he wanted to choose. <laughs> I think the base toss. I think that was ninety, wasn't it? When Lou uh, went out there and won the best. Base? Yeah, I mean it, that was that was. And awesome. people think, oh yeah, it was no. He actually was mad. Yeah. And won the base. He called that a teaching moment. Is what he <laughs> told Barry Larkin that that was a teaching moment, calculated teaching moment. Well, later on, you know, and I can say it now because it's true. But he said that's a long way to second now. <laughs> And he's like, later on, you know, hey, guys, you know, let me know if it's uh, closer to, you know, first or third on our side. of. (laughs) Who is the craziest between you, Dibs, and Charlton? Oh, I'm not even close on that. (laughs) Uh, I mean, Norm's Norm. I mean, three degrees in four years. That's a smart dude right there. Uh, Dibs was – Dibs wasn't really crazy except when he decided he was going to – when Dib's time went to go, he went. I mean, Dib really didn't have the off switch. <laughs> and his odd switch, it took a long time, but that yeah. off switch wasn't. But uh, Norm, I think, was the one that everything he did was accelerated calculations. I said he knew. Accelerated cal- calculations. He knew what he could I do. Love that. And it was going to happen. And it was, you know. But, I mean, really, you know, like they were saying, you know, like Marty's story. And it was like, well, and Marty go, no, really. I mean, and they said, because the next day he was around, you know, did he ever poke you or anything? I go, you go wire to wire. I mean, yeah. what would he say? I think, and I was thinking we won eight games in a row, and the first one he say, oh, Randy sucked, we're eight and one. <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> hey, you know, we were ten games up and he had that bad game. Now we're only nine, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he couldn't light you up like other teams. You were never out of first place. Well, I mean, it's my thing is, you know, just be honest. Yeah. You know, you had a bad game. Yeah, it sucked. Yeah. Excuse me. Now you have to say I was not to the pitching to the level of efficiency that I felt I could. Oh, you can say (laughs) sucked on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, it's just one of them things where, you know, and I say that, you know, difference. I said big thing like an over 500 team and an under 500 is big team is this. You're over 500, closer gives a couple runs, a tie game. Yeah. They jump your ass. Okay, we're gonna have to cover you. Yeah. Under 500. Here we go again. Right. I mean, the, here's one thing that it's kind of like one of them. You know, everyone has a little pet peeve. Mine is, can you say arse? Ass. Uh, yes. Is don't be 20 games under 500. Get a base hit and look like a jackass out there because don't you expect to get the hit? I mean, jumping up and down. I mean, even pitchers. Yeah, gotcha. Why didn't you do this two months ago? I mean, my thing that I, that I learn, and, and I try to learn positive things, I learn negative too, not to do it, but my thing, one of my sayings is celebrate every accomplishment in direct proportion to effort involved. Interesting. Some people 
and I and I've done things with special needs kids and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And some of them make contact. Oh my good, you send them celebrate. Oh. You know, their first hit, their first, yeah. you know, somebody who gets a D and they've always had Fs. Yeah. That's a great accomplishment. But don't you expect yourself to get a hit? Yeah. I didn't go out there when they come out and meet him. So what do you think? Oh, I hope I get him out. No, I expected. I trained myself to excel. But to, I think people, in, oh, well, you know, it's the excitement of the game. You're killing your fans. You're killing your sponsors. You're killing the team. And you're 10 games under 500. Were, it's one thing if you're over and you celebrate, but did you expect not to get it? You know, my thinking is if a guy got a base hit and they go out and celebrate, they're saying, Whew. I mean, normally he's only, you know, 20 out of 100. He got yeah. one. No. Right. When you expect it, and I think that's the thing about winning teams outbreeds winning. Yeah. We expect it. Yeah. You know, think about, you know, people and even, you know, like uh, when uh, the two-run two homer, uh, uh, E.D. got, you know, in the first inning of the World Series. Everyone was just like, good job. You know, did we expect a home run there? Were we surprised? No. I mean, you the know, baseball world was yeah. surprised because they gave yeah. you guys no shot. Oh, yeah. Hatch got off. <laughs> oh, gee. Oh, gee. Gee. Oh, hell, we expect you to get off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Lark got a base hit. Ooh, no, we didn't expect that. No, I mean, <laughs> but you expect it. And then yeah. you expect to win. You expect to move the guy over. Tell me how many guys on third base with less than two outs did not score? Rarely with you guys. And nowadays, I mean, yeah, it's like it seems like people are celebrating things that you expect it. You do what it takes. I mean, I believe in '90 it was second and third with no outs. They bunted, and we were down by one. Bunted the tie, and it was first and third. And bunted with one out. They played for double play. Bunted the go-ahead run, and guy went to second, and then a base hit scored. So we ended up with three. Second, third, no outs, two bunts, uh, and one was for an out, and one was for um, a base hit. Yeah. And so it was – or no, they were both outs, but, you know, they moved the yeah. But it was like you rarely, people – rarely see that. And, and to me, that – if they're going to give it to you, okay. You know, yeah. let's tie the game. Let's go ahead. Yeah. You know, <laughs> go get them, Norm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. I see, I love I love looking back on this. I know you got you got a time crunch, so I got to uh, I got to turn you loose. It's here. called food. <laughs> <laughs> it's called food because you got a big softball game here tonight. You're not going to uh, you pitching in this thing. Nah, Johnny said I am catching because it's close to home. I've been in a long time. <laughs> so I'm, I think TV's doing it. And I, he yeah. said he just did a celebrity game or something charity thing and gave yeah. like nine homers. I go, <laughs> we're not going to call that pitch. <laughs> Slow pitch. Come on, baby. Strike him out. Strike him out. It is great to see you. I, I love the times that I've seen you out in spring training, the few times I have, and we've been able to talk then. I, I just love it. Um, it's it's tremendous. You're, you're one of the great characters of the game. And you're so smart. People think, oh, man, he's crazy. But underneath there, you're a very, very intelligent guy. Well, I appreciate the smart. There's a lot of uh, hyphens after that. <laughs> and Alec is one of the best ones. <laughs> But you stun gunned Lou Pinella, no, legend. I allowed <laughs> Lou. He had a wish, and I, I like make okay. a wish. I granted his wish. He fulfilled the wish of Lou Pinella, and God love him for that. But yeah, but I mean, the rest of the story, you know, like Norf said, flopping like a fish out there when he tried to go. 
That's great. Great seeing you, man. I appreciate the time. Actually, it is. I, great seeing you. And, yeah. um, you know, hey, get a sapo unit and go strap them on and go get them. <laughs> Good luck to you, man. I Thank hope to see you soon enough. Thanks for having uh, me. That is Randy Myers, everyone. Thanks for joining us here for the Gym Day Podcast. It's been a treat. And until next time, we'll see you on down the road.